Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Chris. Welcome to episode 5 of WebLabs, where we're kind of ahead of schedule and we're also kind of behind schedule here on this show. Um, behind schedule due to all the uh, hijinks at DCBS and Marvel and Penguin Random House that hit, uh, or started to hit, I should say, because I think it still might be ongoing, back in November, which caused us not to get these books until way later <laughs> than uh, we would have usually. Uh, but we're also kind of ahead of schedule because... Well, the other show we do here, X-Lapsed, is uh, on a brief, very brief hiatus because that show is up to episode 299 as of this recording and I wanted episode 300 to be something a little special. So uh, we're holding off there until I can figure out exactly what that's going to be um, and exactly when that'll be coming out. I'm considering holding off on that until uh, the end of this month. Because that would coincide with uh, Chris's on Infinite Earth's sixth anniversary. So it would kind of kill two birds with one stone. A couple of milestones crammed into one big celebratory thing, I guess. But uh, that's a discussion for another time. Right now, let's talk some Spidey. And we'll start with uh, a little bit of rumor and innuendo, I guess. Um, the Beyond Era, which barely started, right? Well, it's already got an end date. Or a sell-by date, or a... We're moving on to the next thing date <laughs> And uh, it's a little disappointing I don't know if that'll temper my expectations for the rest of this run Or if it'll temper my, you know, the way I receive these issues Because right now it just feels kind of like a, like a transitional period Rather than its own thing And uh, that's not ideal for maintaining excitement and a sense of urgency Hopefully... Hopefully we'll be able to, you know, keep our spirits up here But rumor has it that uh, the post-beyond status quo will set in uh, during Pretend You Care About Comics Day uh, Otherwise known as uh, Free Comic Book Day Where we're going to be getting the new direction for the Spidey books And um, I guess we're going to get like the first salvo of a war between the Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals Because uh, we must have broken... Like a stack of chain letters to uh, deserve that But um, the rumor mongering and clickbait sites out there Are reporting that the new head of webs Might be the old head of X Is that good news? Is that bad news? I guess our mileages may vary on that But um, I can't say it doesn't take a little bit of wind out of my sails um, I, I don't know that I want high concept Spider-Man and, uh, you know, one thing about Spider-Man, if we were to break down, like, his personality traits here, I think toward the top of that list would be that he is funny. Jonathan Hickman is not. So that could be a little bit of a, a clash. Maybe, maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe it won't even be him. Who knows? But uh, with all that said, I'm sure we'll be, you know, talking more about this as uh, we work our way through the series. So we'll put a pin in it for now because we know very, very little. And I've been avoiding 
pretty much all the comics websites because, well, something really big happened, or I guess I don't even know if something really big happened, but we just wrapped up the Inferno storyline over in the X-Books, and uh, apparently every single clickbait comic site has spoiled everything about it. So, yeah, I gotta pick and choose what I look at. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know a whole lot more about the rumors than, well, what I just said. So... We'll put a pin in it for now, and let's hop into today's issue, which is... Thanks to DCBS, a book I had to travel all over town to find, and when I did finally find a copy of it, I had to get a damn variant cover. And I, I think I've complained about variant covers enough on this channel. I don't know if I have on this show, but um, suffice it to say, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of these variants, especially when like so many of my local shops are ordering more of the variants than they are the regular cover. It's really, really disappointing, and uh, I don't know, I could go on for hours, but I won't. So let's get into the issue. <laughs> this is going to be Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 5, Number 78, B-E-Y, or Bay, I guess. It's had a January 2022 cover day, written by Jed McKay, art by Eleonora Carlini. Colors, Federico Blee, letters VCs, Joe Caramagna. The BBs are Thompson, Ziegler, Ahmed, Gleason, and Wells. Edits, Kohik, McGahee. Low and Sabolski, cover price $5, and this one went on sale November 17th of 2021, and um, cover price 5 bucks. You remember back when Marvel first, you know, put out this point program, like point one, you know, Marvel point one, and how those were supposed to be like the entry points for new readers, like they were going to be easy to get into, and they were also going to be a dollar less expensive than the non-point one books. So we would expect this to be a $2.99 book, but it's not. It's a $5 book, and uh, it barely even features Spider-Man or Spider-Ben or anybody. It's uh, basically a Daughters of the Dragon one-shot that they knew would sell better if they called it Amazing Spider-Man number something. So here we are. Let's get into it. Uh, we open at the Beyond Corporation building, and we're in the office of uh, What's-Her-Face with the bright pink hair. Now she's chatting up the Daughters of the Dragon, who are currently coated in a whole lot of red goop. I think it's supposed to be blood, but it looks... Uh, a bit more viscous than that. It's uh, almost as though we're seeing, like, the aftermath of an episode of I Love Lucy, which took place in, like, a tomato canning factory. Anyway, Colleen and Misty, they both have, like, ironic looks on their faces, so I'm guessing this is supposed to be somewhat comedic. And uh, attempts at comedy will, uh, <laughs> will be uh, very prevalent in this issue. So we've got uh, Ms. Danger here, or, or Danger, I guess. Uh, she asked them, you know, how they got into this predicament here. How did we get to this point? And this sends us into flashback land. And uh, our first flashback goes all the way back to early this morning, where the DOD are putting Spider-Ben through his paces. They're training him in a simulation that Colleen put together called the Avengers Murder Mansion. Ben is uh, thoroughly displeased, says that this sucks, and um, compares this uh, type of deadly training to... Whatever it was that John Walker had to go through, and he says that John Walker probably didn't have to go through anything like this. Uh, Walker, of course, took over the role of Captain America for a time, and uh, now he's the uh, the dickhead that we know as U.S. agent. I mean, he, he was always a dickhead, but you get my point. Anyway, Ben walks down a hallway of the Sim Mansion and is attacked by Leatherface Captain America. Which is pretty much exactly how it sounds. It's Captain America with a chainsaw. Uh, he yells to Ben that he hopes he survives the experience, which, if you listen to X-Labs, you know. <laughs> you know how much I hate the overuse of X-Men-isms over in the X-Books. But here, it actually A, makes sense, and B, 
is actually kind of funny, and I'm not going to be able to say that about very many things in this issue. Now, you see, Ben calls this cap out for spouting off an X-Men thing, to which Misty, over in, like, the control room, calls Colleen out for programming an X-Men thing into the sim, to which Colleen reminds her that she used to date an X-Men, but never dated an Avenger. Now, she, of course, dated Cyclops between redheads, uh, and oddly, Colleen is looking very redheaded right now. I always thought she was more blondish. Uh, maybe my wife is right and I am colorblind. Anyway, single-page spread of catch-up and cred here, which introduces the Daughters of the Dragon and their current mission statement. They are here, of course, to train the new Spider-Man for the Beyond Corporation. Back to comics and back to the sim, where Spider-Ben is fleeing from an Iron Man in a hockey mask. So, uh, kind of a Jason Voorhees vibe there. He manages to evade long enough to think he's actually gotten away safely. But then, he hears the cocking of Misty's pistol right up against his dome. And he sees her, and he's kind of shocked at what she's wearing. He's like, who dressed you? What are you wearing? She's supposedly dressed like a cheerleader? Though, it really just looks like she's a Transformers fan in a belly shirt. I mean, if you're looking at the issue, tell me that's not a Transformers logo on her chest. It's definitely... Anyway. Anyway, it turns out that this is um, another attempt at comedy. Since Colleen programmed this murder mansion, she used a horror movie theme. Clearly, you know, with Leatherface and Jason Iron Man. Uh, This cheerleader gimmick is supposed to be playing into that too, which I guess I haven't watched enough horror movies to get this. I hope the reference lands for the rest of you. Anyway, Colleen and Misty argue a bit about the silliness of the theme. Uh, Misty says that she was too busy dating in high school to see scary movies, so this is lost on her. And Colleen reminds us that she spent her youth learning the blade. Well, this wraps up the training sesh, and they ask if Spider-Ben learned anything here. And yeah, he did. His big takeaway is that, you know, a spider sense is all well and good, however, it's not perfect and it can be overwhelmed by an overabundance of threats. So, if it's pinging in every direction, really, what good is it, right? All you know that there's danger. Now, Ben leaves, and once he's out of the picture, Maxine Danger invites the DOD into her office so they can talk about another situation. Now, you see, there's this big, sort of venom-looking thing currently running amok somewhere in the city. Danger refers to this as a robot monster, which they've codenamed the Obsidian Star. Now, she wants the Daughters of the Dragon to take care of it, as it'll, A, be good word of mouth for Beyond, and B, it'll help people. Now, the B is only important to Maxine because it will facilitate A, because Colleen and Misty probably wouldn't be so keen to do the thing otherwise, so this is kind of her, you know, her trump card. Now, back to the present, we get a bit more exposition, and again, I think it's supposed to be funny but it's, it's trying a little bit hard here. They're talking about, like, an awesome car, and it's just like, I know what they're going for, but it's, it's just not funny. Um, also, here we see that Maxine might have the worst fashion sense in current year Marvel. Uh, she's wearing, like, a collared white blazer over a see-through shirt, and under that's a black bra. I, I, at least I think that's what she's wearing. It's, it's unfortunate. Um, anyway, this takes us into the smash-and-grab attempt, so we're back into flashback land where we get several pages of Misty and Colleen driving around in their super cool car. Because, you know, we gotta make sure we fill enough pages to justify making this a $5 book, you see. Anyway, they locate Obsidian Star pretty quick, and in order to engage in battle with the thing where it can do the least amount of collateral damage, they use the Beyond Corporation Pocket Battlefield, which is a little gimmick they have here, and it turns out that they were driving too fast to really stick the landing here. 
at least I think. Uh, what wound up happening was that the daughters themselves were sucked into the pocket battlefield sim, and that sim is the Avengers Murder Mansion. Here they make a call to Maxine to find out exactly what they gotten themselves into, and we find out that that pocket battlefield gimmick was built from retrieved Kree technology, because of course it was. Now, in order to collapse the thing, the DoD are going to have to locate Obsidian Star and remove its energy source. Maxine not only views this as being beneficial to Beyond in the overall, but believes it'll also be quite the field test for the daughters. And so, she orders some desk jockey to record the data for, you know, review and study later on. We go back inside where the ladies kick their way into the murder mansion, after, you know, dapping each other's fists, of course. Once inside the mansion, they're confronted with that leather-faced Captain America, and they blow his brains out. You see, they, they don't screw around like that lame spider Ben. The Daughters of the Dragon are actually allowed to look strong. Anyway, from here, we see them beat up some scary Avengers using Beyond technology. A cap goes down via Colleen's Beyond Corporation Sanjuro Vibro Katana. Misty sprays the Wasp with some Beyond Corporation bug-off high-intensity insecticide. Uh, uh, Janet's not really a bug, right? I know, I know there was that weird thing during the crossing where she was turned into, like, an actual insect, but I don't think she really is a bug, right? Anyway, uh, Colleen then attacks Hawkeye with something called Beyond Corporation's Whoops All Scorpions. <sighs> this isn't funny. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, maybe this is a sneak peek at the possible Hickman spider future? Because this is not funny. Uh, Misty then socks Giant Man with a Beyond Corporation hammer hand, so hammer hand. Colleen then swipes at Tigra and Yellow Jacket with Beyond Corporation's out damned spot stain remover. Have I mentioned that this isn't funny? Finally, uh, Misty fires at um, uh, Etric and the Demon with a ditto. Uh, okay, it's Dr. Druid, but uh, he looks a little bit Etrigan y. Now, I'm assuming since they said ditto that Misty just used more of the out damned spot, which, I mean, we really couldn't think of one more unfunny thing to round out the page? Oh well. Anyway, with all the murder Avengers KO'd, the daughters take a moment to breathe. And they come to the realization here that Obsidian Star is not in the Sim. In fact, Obsidian Star is the Sim. Uh Uh-oh. And so, after freaking out for a bit, Misty retrieves an antimatter bomb from her pocket. Uh, Now, this is a Beyond Corporation, do not use under any circumstances antimatter bomb, not for mass market yet, to be precise. Precisely unfunny. Um, We get no less than four pages watching the daughters toss the thing and survive the explosion, because remember, this is a $5 book. When the dust settles, the ladies find Obsidian Star, and Misty proceeds to reach into its chest in order to seek out its power source. We hop back to the present, where the daughters inform Maxine Dangerhair that no matter how deep they dug, they just could not find Obsidian's power source. Maxine, as you might imagine, is quite displeased that they came back empty-handed, and very nearly calls them out for maybe lying, maybe keeping something from her. And while we do know that Max had that dude record all the data, so she might actually know the truth. And the truth is that Misty and Colleen did, in fact, find that source of power, which was a glowing star. And we wrap up the issue with them secretly handing it over to Monica Rambeau. And that, my friends, is where we leave it. So, uh, well, what did we think about this, um, this Beyond tie-in? Well, it might not be abundantly apparent. Um, You have to dig through some of my synopsis snark here, but uh, I actually thought this was a good issue. Um, 
definitely tried a little bit too hard to be funny And I, I don't know if there's like a certain pressure to do that if you're writing a spider book um, If there is, they should maybe not make it so uh, you have to try to be funny Because had they played this a little bit straighter, with just like a few gags I think this would have uh, landed a whole lot better for me um, And again, that's not to say I didn't enjoy the story I think it's a good story It's actually building up the uh, the Daughters of the Dragons Sort of uh, double agency, right? Where we know that they're working with Rambo We know that Beyond is uh, something that stems from Next Wave Of course, you know, Monica Rambo was part of Next Wave So we're getting some pretty cool background stuff here and the Daughters of the Dragon are just a fun duo to watch, you know, on panel it's, they're, they're a good team, they've got a good rapport They bounce off one another really well it's, It makes for an entertaining story If only they didn't try so hard to make this, uh, make this a funny book I'm still very much looking forward to seeing how this whole era plays out here I can't say that uh, my expectations aren't a little bit tamped down Considering that we know <laughs> that it's uh, not long for this world But, hey, you know what? Over if you're if you're listening to X-Lapse, one of the things that I've uh, mentioned during the recent discussion of Inferno is that maybe the whole Dawn of X, Reign of X era should have been wrangled in, right? Maybe it should have been a six-month or a year-long storyline. So for all I know, this Beyond storyline being finite and without the room to grow like the X-Men books had, this might make for a much more satisfying story as a whole. It'll be, you know, the all-killer, less-filler sort of a story that doesn't feel like it's treading water or just spinning its wheels. So I'm going to try to maintain as much optimism as I can that we're going to get a truly satisfying story here. And I have no reason in the world to doubt any of the folks on the Beyond Board's ability to make this a compelling little journey. So we will keep on keeping on. And uh, next time out, we're going to be taking a look at the Death of Doctor Strange one-shot featuring Spider-Ben and, I believe, Black Cat. So I think that's going to be a fun one. I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out, and I hope you are as well. Um, hey, you know, actually, before we go, I should probably mention the art. Uh, I did mention that the characters all had, like, ironic faces most of the time. And, you know, I sat there and I'm like, this looks very familiar to me. And I know we've talked about Carlini's work before. I just can't tell you where or when. But something felt very, very familiar about it here. And uh, it came to me as I was making my way through this issue for a second time that uh, Carlini is very uh, Baldion-esque. And I tell you, if I saw this art two years ago, I would have hated it. But I suppose during my time doing X-Laps, I've uh, matured and or softened to this style. And I, uh, I rather liked it. Um, in fact, I think... That it probably could have done the heavy lifting of making this a funny book Just having Misty and Colleen's facials kind of tell the story Rather than piling on bad joke after bad joke after bad joke On top of the already sort of over-the-top art But anyway, I would consider this issue a net positive That uh, I would uh, recommend checking out if you're following the Beyond line here Because we do get a little bit of uh, movement on some of the background pieces here And... It feels like there's truly effort being made into building, you know, the status quo, building this world. So definitely worth a read. Just uh, don't expect to bust a gut. So I think that's where I'll put a pin in it for today. I would, of course, love to hear your thoughts on these books. If you'd like to get a hold of me, please feel free to do so. You can find me several different ways. You can find me on Twitter at Ace Comics. You can shoot me a message at Instagram at uh, 90sXmen. 
You can send an email to weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com. You can uh, visit chrisisoninfiniteearths.com for blog posts, show notes, and a place to leave comments if you so desire. There's also the Facebook group, 90s X-Men. And uh, for the entire audio archives, you can head to chrisandreggie.podbean.com or search up Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill pretty much anywhere on the internet. You'll probably find the channel there. Of course, there is the Patreon, patreon.com slash xlabs, where you get some behind-the-scenes stuff, some exclusive audio content, and written content as well, and also a great group of folks to chat with. But I think that's going to do it for me for today. I'd like to thank you all so much for allowing me to hang out in your ear for a little bit. And until next time, as always, I'll talk to you again real soon. See ya! Government. We're destroying time. No more. Pro-